Hello, welcome to another episode of Papa Bear Hikes. All right, let's get things started with our most recent trip report. Dar and I went over and hiked the, no, we didn't hike, we biked the Catskill Scenic Trail. Didn't do the entire trail, but to give you a little background, it's a rail trail located in the northwestern section of the Catskills in Delaware County. And we started our trip in Bloomville, and we went as far as Grand Gorge, which was the original terminus. And recently, they've added another nine miles, I believe, or six miles uh, that takes it to Roxbury, New York. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a total of 22 miles, the trail. But we ended up doing 21. We biked in for 21 miles, turned around, and went back to... So we ended up with a 42-point-something-mile bike ride. That's the most miles I've been on my bike on a, in a long time. But it was worth it. A lot of fun. Not a cloud in the sky. Beautiful day for biking. Nice, cool temperatures. Our Patreon letter this week, or message. I've got to get out of the habit of saying letter, like as if something's coming in my mailbox. Our most recent Patreon message comes from Upa. He didn't tell me where he was from. It's just a message. Papa Bear, I'm new to backpacking, and I have read and, I, and heard on some YouTubes about a backpack repair kit. What exactly is it? I've looked them up to see if there's something on Amazon I can buy, or is this something you put together yourself? Thanks for your informative podcast, and I always look forward to listening to your new episodes. Hey, thank you, Opa. Yeah, we're going to cover a backpacking repair kit. And no, you're not likely to find them for sale anywhere. It's something you put together. It's a little bit of a, I guess, a combination of imagination and um, ingenuity, experience. But over time, you start to get a grip on what you need so you're not overpacking. I'll start with this. I have what would look like a very bulky first aid kit but when you open it up it's actually a combination first aid kit uh, right and rain paper my headlamp is in there so it's kind of a all-in-one type of packet now what do i carry with me that i consider my repair kit well i put it let's start with this i put it in a plastic ziploc bag so i can separate it it goes in my first aid pouch but I keep the repair items separate. And in this kit, I have a safety pin because that could be, that's dual purpose if I need it for first aid reasons. It's right there. And then I have 24 inches of paracord because that could come in handy. It could replace a shoelace or just tie something down if you have a strap that breaks. And it's just 24 inches. That That should do it. And about 18 inches of duct tape. I don't keep that in the kit now, but what I have been doing is wrapping it around my trekking pole. And a sewing kit, just a miniature sewing kit. Uh, You don't need anything elaborate. A lot of times if you go to a hotel and you ask the front desk, they they have them for you. I don't know where mine came from, but it has just some thread wrapped around cardboard with with a needle in it. It's awesome. I also put it few pieces of tenacious tape in there. If you haven't used it or aren't aware of it, look it up. This stuff is really strong. I've used it to fix big tears and scalp camps and do small repairs on my equipment. Definitely worth it. And I put a paper clip in there. Uh, I've used paper clips to fix external frame packs. And I figured, why not 
just have this with me. Um, somebody, if I don't need it, somebody else might. And for the weight, I'll bring it. Have a few yards of dental floss that I've wrapped around a piece of cardboard, and then a bigger needle that I have in a protective like sheath I've made for it. That's for making stronger repairs, like if my pack were to break, I'd probably want to use that. The dental floss is extremely strong, much stronger than the thread you're going to get in a sewing kit. You know, two more final things. I put a couple of zip ties in there. I was on a trip with the scouts, and one of the adults had packed a few of these and was able to fix somebody's sternum strap. So I said, that's a good idea. That's something I'm going to add to my backpack repair kit. Well, Opal, I hope you found that to be useful and helpful. And again, it's something that comes with experience. There's people that will have, I'm sure, more in my kit, or there may be people that say, hey, that's too much. You don't need that many items in your backpacking first aid kit. But it's good to have, in a way, in an easily accessible way, it's a Ziploc bag or stuff sack, a ditty bag, have these items available to make repairs in the field. Something like a broken backpack strap or just a little rip in your tent or your clothing, that can make for a long trip, especially if you're out there for multiple days. And the paracord, I'm looking at that right now. A broken shoelace, if you're not ready for that, I can end your trip. Well, I would have liked to have done this fresh off the Tahoe Rim Trail. Hopefully, Sherman's memory is good enough to share his experience with this piece of equipment. We're trying something new with our Wednesday episodes. I'm just going to try it for once a month for now. We're going to do a gear, I don't know, overview. We're going to be bringing special guests on to talk about their experiences with particular pieces of gear. So, Shruman, you're our first one, our introductory. You're our guinea pig. And you're going to talk about the Nemo Switchback Foam Pad. This was your first time using it. I'll give everybody a little bit of background on it before we start to talk about it. As I said, it's the Nemo Switchback Foam Pad. He bought the three-quarter length instead of the full length. It comes in a three-quarter and a full length size. Um, It's a closed-cell pad. And it's the accordion, accordion style. It means it folds up. folds up nice and neatly. It doesn't have to be rolled. And the one Truman has folds up to 20 by 5 by 4 and weighs 10 ounces. It's 0.9 inches thick. And they also claim that the metallicized side of it adds to the warmth. So you could, it has an orange size and like a silver metal looking side. And if you turn it over and sleep on that side, it's supposed to be a little warmer. Tell us your experience. It wasn't exactly cold when we were out there, so I'm not sure we're going to worry about that where we'll get to it. But we did sleep on some hard surfaces. There was that one night where the the wind was really coming off the lake. That was pretty pretty chilly. That was, a, that was the first morning where we didn't eat breakfast in camp. We just got the heck out of there and ate on the trail. All right. Yeah, so Dick's Lake was cold. All right. That was the one test that... Yeah, anytime you go to Dick's Lake, I think it's going to be cold just because of the wind coming off the lake. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, this pad was good for me. I, you know, here's what it looks like. I, I've always been comfortable with that. Um, with the three quarter length, I like it. I just have never been on a three quarter length and thought to myself, wow, I wish my, 
my calves and my heels and my feet were taken care of. Now, having said that, I also have shorter legs and a longer torso proportionally. So uh, for somebody who has longer legs proportionally, who's, or who's a lot taller, might feel different. This pad was completely satisfactory for me. And what do they run usually? How much do they cost? I believe $40, $44. You bought yours with some with your REI credits, but I believe it's 40-ish dollars. And we saw, these are the orange ones, the Nemo. We saw some yellow ones that you said are a, a pretty much the same thing. but The different manufacturer that we're not going to talk about. And they're more expensive, right? Yes. I don't want to talk about that yeah. manufacturer. I have my opinions that I will reserve because there may be people that want to come on here and share some favorable opinions. So we just won't mention that company who makes those yellow ones. I think that's fair to I think it's fair to give people their own, you know, chance to stand up for themselves. I think that's fair or even brands. So, you know, but um look, this I mean I this is the pad I saw on the trail more than any other sleeping pad. I had mine on top of my backpack over the top flap. So on the outside of the bag, and I saw a lot of people with their with the exact same pad, the exact same way on their pack. Uh, some of them were through hikers, some of them were just doing a few nights or even just one. But like I said, I, I mean, ten out of ten, I'm just completely satisfied. I feel like you know there, are, I'm, I know there are pads out there that are less money. There are pads out there that are lighter. There are pads out there that are more comfortable. There, you know, there's ones that are basically like air mattresses. And the military, you know, back when I was in, maybe that kind of, and then even Boy Scouts before that might have made me a little bit less uh, sensitive to to having amenities. Because to me, this feels luxurious, just not being on the ground itself. So, you know, it's it's a very personalized thing, but this is the number one item of equipment that I noticed out on the trail that people had the same brand, same design, same everything. You've used other foam pads before, and they've always been the ones you roll up and you got to kind of strap them on or find a way to get them into your pack. So the packability, it sounds like to me, was a big appeal to you that you just, it's its like you showed us, you just can fold that thing up nice and neatly. And Well, it takes two seconds to put away when you're packing. And I know like that morning where we wanted to get right out of camp because it was so cold, every second spent putting things away was unpleasant actively unpleasant that morning and i can only imagine if there was snow or if it was raining how just being able to put one item away more quickly is good and then also putting it on the outside of the pack since it's it's a pretty light piece of equipment this can really be anywhere and it's not gonna throw off your pack weight too much i know you want to center it but i mean there were people who kind of just had it hooked loosely onto their backpack, flopping around a little bit. And while I wouldn't do that, um, it's kind of just everything you could want from a piece of equipment. We had seen people that had stuffed them into their water bottle pockets and used the compression straps in their bag to hold it in place where they had it on the side. And some people did what you were doing. They had it kind of secured in there between the brain of the pack and the body of the pack and some people had it underneath their pack but you could even if you put this i don't know the exact weight but if this was just in one of your water bottle pockets on one side of your pack i i don't think it's gonna hurt your back or anything that that it's on one side and not the other right your your size mattress is only or a pad is only 10 ounces 
Yeah. It's almost it's nothing. That's less than, it's like a bottle of water. Less than a bottle of water. Right. That's, that's maybe an empty bottle close to an empty, you know, an empty Nalgene. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I have a frameless pack and people that use frameless packs will tend to put them inside. And I experimented because we had it shipped here and it fit inside my pack nicely. And I use the air mattress. You're talking about convenience on that morning at Dick's Lake. That that's always my biggest chore in camp is deflating and getting all the air out of that thing and putting it away. So yeah, I was that, watching that's you. Important. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched you and admired how quickly you were able to get out of camp because that's something I've always taken a little bit of pride in how quickly I could pack my stuff up in the morning. I may go back to trying the foam pad. Now, here's my problem with the foam pads with the closed foam is I'm a bit of a restless sleeper. I'll sleep on my side at times. How do you sleep? Do you just sleep on your back or do you find yourself in different sleeping positions through the night? Well, I will say if you move a lot in your sleep, it might not be the right piece for you because um, I have kind of wider shoulders. And so there isn't much room on this to roll over and maybe go off your pack. You'll be on the ground pretty quick. And so I, when I'm in a sleeping bag, I, like in my bed, I'll toss and turn plenty and starfish out. For some reason, when I'm in a sleeping bag, it just keeps me mentally it's more easier from easy for me to just lay on my back. Sometimes I'll flip onto my stomach, but again, I'm I'm not really rolling as much or spreading out. It's just I'm on my stomach or my back. Mm-hmm. But I could see if someone's a restless sleeper, this not quite being ideal. And I know for you, you know, I mean, and for everyone, sleep. If you're getting bad sleep on your trip, it can really it's going to hurt your healing time, your recovery time, and a lot of other things, you're just not going to feel as good. And that uh, makes it less fun. So definitely having the right um, pad is important. But I'll keep using this one. I'm happy with it. Now, my memory serves me correctly from the trips we've taken, other backpacking trips going back to when you were younger. This is the third brand of closed cell mattress you've used. Where would you rank this among the, th- the three that you have used? I can't really remember the others as well. I just know this one's completely sufficient. If you asked me if I was just going to go with one sleeping pad, if I had to choose the sleeping pad I was going to use for the rest of my life, I'd probably just pick this one. Because like I said, I I really value being able to just pick up and get out in the morning. I'm comfortable on it. It does its job completely adequately and it never gets in my way outside of that. Putting my uh, tent away, I, I liked my tent, but I didn't have a stuff sack for it for most of this trip. And so that made it a little bit more challenging to deal with. Uh, my sleeping bag was easy to put away, but just having one less thing to think about or move out of the way during the day was important. Four out of five stars. What would you give it? I'd give it a five. Okay. I really would. I, I mean, if you're someone who needs more comfort or needs more room, you got to go with that. But for someone like me, where it's like, I'm, I'm not comfortable just being on the ground. Sure. But I mean, it, it's comfortable. I slept fine. I really did. As long as I had good sleep hygiene and, and that kind of thing, it was it was solid. I'd, I would recommend if any of my friends were getting into backpacking and looking for stuff, I would say this is a solid thing for them to use. And then, yeah, I think it's really good. And it feels like a quality piece of gear. It doesn't feel flimsy or something that's going to fall apart on you. No, I, I would take this if I was through hiking the AT. Okay. Like well, I, I know that this is one piece of equipment. Mike, if I was 
you know, my tent, I wouldn't take that on a multi-month through hike. My sleeping bag, I wouldn't take that on a multi-month through hike. Uh, my backpack was too small for a multi-month through hike. This is one piece of equipment I know I could use the whole time. Okay, everybody, you heard it from Shroomin. His overview, his review of the Nemo Switchback Foam Sleeping Pad. As always, Shroomin, thank you for coming on here and sharing your wisdom and thoughts with us. And we will talk You're soon. You're welcome. I am pretty wise. Okay. You get that from your father, right? <laughs> I did, yeah. yeah. All right. You have a good night. Talk to you later. Well, make sure you let us know what you think about this new segment. Maybe once a month, just bring a guest on to talk about a piece of gear that worked or didn't work. I think it's always best if we hear from the people that have been out there using this stuff than rather than the experts that are selling it to us. I I don't do gear reviews, as I've said. I don't have anything against them. I just I use my gear till it falls apart. So if I were to come on here and talk about a new the newest sleeping bag or tent, what would I know about it? But we're going to fix that by bringing some people on here that have real life experiences with this gear. Everybody, have a great weekend. Get outside, have some fun, and be safe. Thanks for listening. If you haven't done so yet, go to our website, pommelbearhikes.com. Listen to past episodes. Check us out on social media. Go to our YouTube channel, Martin Outside. All those links are there. In addition to that, you can buy our book or see what you're missing out on if you're not a Patreon member yet. Remember to get outside, have fun, and be safe. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.